Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. For your morning, all the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your early news along with sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at five. This is the top five at five. The U.S. ready to target Russia with sanctions over the Ukraine crisis. President Biden Monday said illegal migrants don't come to America so they can be abandoned by a coyote in the desert. Support for New York City Mayor Eric Adams' anti-violence blueprint as a coalition of New York City businesses and civic leaders have signed on to an open letter. Whoopi Goldberg's trying to put a spin on her comments that sparked outrage after she said that the Holocaust was not about race. The Fraternal Order of Police calling out Jen Psaki after the White House press secretary said people concerned about soft on crime policies were living in an alternate universe. Well, the U.S. apparently ready to target members of Russian President Vladimir Putin's inner circle with sanctions. That if Russia invades Ukraine. The U.S. has a list of people in Putin's inner circle. Reuters reporting that potential sanctions would target Russians with strong financial ties to the West. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Our effort is to ensure we're informing the American public and the global community of the seriousness of this threat, even as we work with the Ukrainians, with the Europeans, to ensure we are not only preparing them and providing them supplies that they need, uh, but standing up and making clear to the Russians what the consequences will be. In addition to targeting members of Putin's inner circle, the Wall Street Journal reporting that the U.S. is looking at sanctioning Russian banks, government-backed companies, and the country's import sector. Russia has denied reports of a planned invasion as Western hysteria. While under attack for unannounced ghost flights carrying illegal migrants in the dark of night around the country, President Joe Biden addressed the highly controversial issue of illegal migrants yesterday. ICE told Fox News, too, that illegal migrants with criminal records are being released into the United States. Now, speaking to a meeting of the nation's governors, Biden said migrants don't come to America so they can be abandoned by a coyote in the desert. If we figure out why they're leaving in the first place, it's not like people sit around and say in, uh, in Guadalajara, I got a great idea. Let's sell everything we have, give it to a coyote, take us across the border, leave us in the desert. The country doesn't want us. We don't speak the language. Won't that be fun? Vice President Harris also spoke, leaving the issue of immigration to Biden, a big switch from Harris's disastrous role in 2021 when she closely identified with her role of focusing on the root causes of the border crisis. Harris instead addressed things like COVID-19, the climate crisis and cybersecurity. Harris also spoke about protecting voting rights. I believe that regardless of who we voted for in the last election, we all as leaders of our nation, understand the importance of ensuring that all people who are eligible to vote have an ability and a meaningful ability to vote and access to the ballot. 
When reporters asked Biden about a timeline for vetting a Supreme Court nominee, reporters were told the event was over and quickly ushered out of the room. 83-year-old Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring, of course. Biden sparked controversy over his campaign promise to hire a black woman to that post. Republicans want the most qualified individual. A support for New York City Mayor Eric Adams' anti-gun violence plan. A coalition of New York City business and civic leaders have signed on to an open letter. Now, this includes real estate, finance, labor, medical, philanthropic, and academic leaders. Adams, during his Monday press conference, spoke about his meeting this Thursday with President Biden on strategies to aim against gun violence, even calling himself the Biden of Brooklyn. This is a great city, and I'm the Biden of Brooklyn. And I love the fact that the president is coming here. I met with him uh, after the campaign, and we spoke, and we just connected. Adams Monday met with DAs from five of the city's boroughs, including controversial Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, over concerns about his lenient prosecution policies. Five NYPD officers have been shot since Adams took office January 1, two fatally, and today is the wake for fallen NYPD officer Wilbert Moore at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Now, part of Adams' blueprint includes an anti-gun unit, neighborhood safety teams, and 30 crime-ridden areas with body cameras. Adams has called on state lawmakers to allow judges to take dangerousness into account when setting bail or deciding to jail somebody pending trial. Well, an apology from Whoopi Goldberg. The View co-host attempted to quiet outrage after she said that the Holocaust was not about race. The controversy erupted after Whoopi argued that the genocide was broader than race-based injustice. Well, talking about a Tennessee school district's recent ban of the Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel, novel Moose. Here's Goldberg. The Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. It's, 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 no, it's about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. So Whoopi ended the turbulent comments as co-hosts talked over each other by turning to the camera and announcing a commercial break. Goldberg has a long history of controversy. She has defended Mel Gibson and Bill Cosby and picked fights with co-stars such as Meghan McCain and guests such as Judge Deneen Pirro. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. Little George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnels are all good and clear this morning. However, on I-278 westbound at exit 26, an accident involving a tractor trailer occurred this morning, blocking two right lanes. Stay on the left side if you can. Over to Staten Island on the Verrazano Bridge for east and westbound, lower-level Brooklyn Brooklyn. Br- yeah, excuse me, lower-level Brooklyn-bound, all lanes are closed due to road construction. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to the fatal police shooting. On 5th Avenue, there is a wake for Officer Wilbert Mora at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Expect delays and closures around St. Patrick's between 1 to 8 p.m. For transit, the number one train between 215th Street and 137th Street City College is suspended. Emergency teams are responding to someone struck by the train at 190, uh, 191th Street. See a station agent and receive a courtesy pass for nearby buses and a four trains. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today and t- uh, suspended today for snow operations. Meters remain in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with traffic on the sevens for 77 W. ABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Increase in clouds today are highs 35, a mostly cloudy overnight. The steady temperature around 34 and a mostly cloudy day tomorrow. A bit warmer with a high of 41. Right now, 22 degrees 
Clear skies in Manhattan. Your fifth story in our top five at five. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki's under fire. The nation's largest police union, the National Fraternal Order of Police, FOP President Patrick Yost is calling out Saki for belittling Americans' concerns after Saki said media outlets who run segments on soft on crime policies are living in an alternate universe. The FOP president said, I think it's wrong, very wrong for Ms. Saki to suggest that violent crime in our country is of no concern or just to laugh it off. Here's what Saki said during a Save America podcast. On Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean, right? Um, so there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. Saki laughed off concerns despite the following, a 510% nationwide spike in carjackings. Over the last year, 28 police officers shot in January alone. Widespread criticism of Democratic DAs, including New York City DA Alvin Bragg's lax crime policies. 77 WABC time check is 510. Well, more on Jen Psaki. Psaki Monday attacked comments made by former President Donald Trump over the weekend, saying Trump's remarks show how unfit he is for office. It's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. And it's telling that even some of his closest allies have rejected those remarks as inappropriate in the days since. At a Saturday rally, Trump suggested the possibility of pardons for those involved in the January 6th Capitol attack if he runs and is reelected in November 2024. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly. On Sunday, Trump also sent out a statement specifically saying that he wanted former VP Mike Pence to overturn the election. Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Republican, called out Trump for the comment saying he didn't want to reinforce that defiling the Capitol was okay. I don't want to reinforce that defiling the Capitol was okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything that would make this more likely in the future. And just let me finish my thought here. When Kamala Harris and her uh, associates and the people that work for her, her staffers, raise money to bail out the rioters who uh, hit cops in the head and burned down stores, I didn't like that either. At a Saturday rally in Conroe, Texas, Trump also encouraged his supporters to protest if The ex-president got indicted. Trump has not officially announced a plan to run for another term. Well, President Biden is taking heat from a fellow Democrat. It's all over his plans to choose a black woman to fill Stephen Breyer's seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. This latest criticism coming from former Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard. On Monday, she criticized Biden for his 2020 campaign promise made to secure support in South Carolina. Gabbard called it identity politics. As president, I'd be honored, honored to appoint the first African-American woman to the court because it should look like the country. It's long past time. Progressives lauded Biden last week for holding himself to his campaign promise so he could win support of influential South Carolina Democrat Jim Clyburn during the presidential race. Some conservatives, meanwhile, criticized the president for narrowing his field of qualified nominees, sometimes resulting in harsh backlash from liberal activists, while others said Biden's promise is simply not fair. Well, even more controversy over one of President Biden's nominees. It's Lisa Cook. She's one of Biden's nominees to the Federal Reserve Board of Governors. 
She has repeatedly called for reparations for black Americans due to years of economic discrimination and slavery. Here's Cook. I've given to bail funds and to uh, protesters who've been thrown in jail for no reason. Biden said during the 2020 campaign that he backs the studying of paying reparations and has also voiced support for a House bill that would create a panel to consider the matter. A more possible wrongdoing involving Hunter Biden, the New York Times has actually filed a lawsuit against the U.S. State Department, the Times demanding emails between the president's son and officials with the Romanian embassy. The Times claims that the State Department did not comply with the request in a timely manner following a Freedom of Information Act request. The State Department responded that the documents would not be available until April 15, 2023. The president in the past has denied having any knowledge of his son's dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. The Times appears to be investigating whether foreign embassy officials did any personal favors for connected business people. Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings, of course, became the center of controversy in the days leading up to the 2020 election. Biden was investigated by Republican officials for selling his influence to Ukraine. And widespread condemnation after horrifying footage of white supremacists at a neo-Nazi rally down in Orlando, Florida, surfaced Saturday. They emerged on social media, so this hate group shouted anti-Semitic slurs, referring to Jewish people as the devil expressing anti-black statements and waving Nazi flags. The group could be seen stomping on an Israeli flag and chanting about white power. White power is when you think it. White power is when you live it. You can shove that finger up your rabbi's... And the gathering took place... Just two days after International Holocaust Remembrance Day, Orlando police said that while the office deplores hate speech in any form, the protesters had the... First Amendment right to demonstrate. All right, 77 WABC time check, 515. And that means it's time to head over to the sports desk with Justin Ellick. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Just a pair of local games last night. Let's begin at the Garden where the Knicks welcomed in the Sacramento Kings. Alec Burks had 21 points off the bench for the Knicks. And Evan Fournier also poured in 21. As the Orange and Blue pounded the Kings 116-96. to The Knicks snap a three-game losing streak to get back on track before the Memphis Grizzlies come to town tomorrow night. The Nets were off but have the Suns in Phoenix tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Over to the ice now where the Devils took on the Maple Leafs up north in Toronto. Not much goaltending to speak of in this one as Austin Matthews registered a hat-trick for the Leafs among four third-period goals for the home team, up 4-2 to two, heading into the final frame. Jersey completely fell off the wagon and head home with a 6-4 to four loss. They'll get another crack at the Maple Leafs tonight in Newark at 7 p.m. Eastern. As for the rest of the local hockey squads, the Rangers have the Florida Panthers at MSG tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, and the Islanders will host the Ottawa Senators a half an hour later at 7.30. Developing news out of the NFL as Tom Brady has broken his silence regarding reports that he is retiring. The 44-year-old quarterback said on his podcast that he's still going through the process and hasn't decided when to announce his plans on whether to play or retire. Sounds like we all may have jumped the gun just a little bit. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, great job, Justin. Let's over over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. Mike? 
Thank you, Deb. The George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnels are all still cleared and good to go. However, on I-278 westbound at exit 26, an accident occurred involving a tractor trailer. This morning, are blocking two right lanes. Stay on the left side if you can. There's some stop-and-go traffic at Middlesex County on Route 1 at Edison. No surprise there. Over to Staten Island on the Verrazano Bridge for east and westbound. Lower-level Brooklyn Brown, all lanes are closed due to road construction. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue were all closed to the fatal police shooting that occurred earlier this month. On this month, last month, oh my goodness. On 5th Avenue, there is a wake for Officer Wilbert Mora at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Expect delays and closures around St. Patrick's between 1 to 8 p.m. For transit, the number one train between 215th Street and 137th Street City College is suspended. Emergency, emergency teams are responding to someone struck at the train at 191 Street. See a station agent and receive a courtesy pass for nearby buses and a four trains. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today for snow operations. Meters remain in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. And your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Increase in clouds throughout the day today are highs 35 overnight. A steady temperature around 34th, mostly cloudy skies. Another cloudy day tomorrow, but warmer. The highs 41. We've lost one degree down to 21 under clear skies here in Manhattan. All right, uh, time for your business report now with Frank Morano. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. This is the first trading day of the month of February as Wall Street finished Monday with stocks higher to close out the month of January. Still, the S&P 500 saw its worst month since March of 2020 and its worst January since 2009. The Nasdaq suffered through its worst month since the start of the pandemic. At yesterday's closing bell, the Dow gained 406 points, the S&P 500 jumped 84 points, and the Nasdaq rose by 469 points. White House economic officials are engaging in early damage control ahead of the release of a January jobs report that's expected to show muted hiring growth due to the Omicron variant. The Labor Department's monthly report is based on responses to a survey of weekly payrolls, which generally includes the 12th day of each month. In January, the week of the 12th coincided with an ongoing surge in COVID infections as the Omicron variant spread across the country. So as a result, The January report will not include hourly workers who are out sick, on leave, or otherwise out of work during the week the survey was conducted. Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostic has warned the Federal Reserve could implement a sharper interest rate hike than expected in the coming months if inflation continues running hot. The Fed is set to raise rates for the first time in more than three years as it aims to curb inflation. Some prognosticators, including analysts at Goldman Sachs, are predicting four or more rate hikes for the year. Amazon.com founder Jeff Bezos's name will be displayed on a new building at the National Air and Space Museum and in several additional places throughout the Smithsonian Institute for at least 50 years in exchange for his $200 million donation. Bezos's naming rights were subject to approval by the Smithsonian Board of Regents, according to a gift agreement signed by Bezos. The $200 million pledge would be void if the Regents didn't approve the naming scheme. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The WABC Early News. Deb Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. New York City man's under investigation for spewing viral threats against fallen NYPD officer Wilbert Mora. 
against Moore's funeral services. Now, the wake today, the funeral tomorrow, 77 WABC's Lydia Serrano. I spoke with New York Post Police Bureau Chief Tina Moore on this incident and other acts of hate against the NYPD. And this is Lydia Serrani on the line with me right now as a top crime reporter here in New York City, Police Bureau Chief of the New York Post, Tina Moore. Hi, Tina. How are you? Hi, Lydia. I'm fine. Thank you. Talk to me about this Terrell Harper, the 39-year-old guy. He's already in trouble with the NYPD. Back on March 11th, he was spewing that anti-Asian vitriol against a, a detective, asking him if he ate cats and soy sauce. It's just as disgusting. So the cop is now suing him for harassment. And now right. here we are again. He posts this disgusting video on Instagram over the weekend. Tell me all about it. It's pretty. It's pretty horrible video. He threatens to... Uh, uh, F cops up, he says. I'm going to uh, F up your funeral. He talks about, you know, don't have any more funerals or I'll be there to do this. And I I can't even repeat a lot of the stuff that's in there. Uh, It's just a a hateful. He posted this online on Instagram and it got reposted. Uh, I don't know if police are going to be able to charge him or if they'll pick him up. Uh, As far as I know, that hasn't happened yet. Wouldn't this be considered a terroristic threat? I thought that as well. And then I talked to an expert who told me it'd be more likely to be uh, aggravated harassment. Um, that they could say that he caused somebody fear with these, these electronic you know, threats that he made. Um, and they could pick him up and, and charge him with that. I interviewed the detective uh, who he made those anti-Asian statements to, um, who was very you know, rattled by them. He said things like, are you going to judo chop me or something to that effect back, back when that happened? There were two other threats. There was that actress, and then what's even more frightening is the public school teacher. That teacher, he posted anti-cop posts on Instagram about the funeral of Jason Rivera, Detective Jason Rivera, um, and he got fired from Coney Island Prep. He did reach out to us and said, you know, I, I shouldn't have done that, and that he had regrets. And so, I, you know, we, we talked to him yesterday, but just the fact that he did it was, was pretty horrible. He said a reciprocity. Talk to me about yeah. that, exactly what, his, what he posted. I think he was talking about all these cases around the country where, you know, police officers have maybe not done the best thing all the time. And but he's sort of taking that all and, and pouring it into the NYPD, um, you know, and so that's the rest. I think there are surprises he was talking about and, and some things that have happened here in the city, too, I'm sure. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tina Moore of The New York Post. And keep giving us all the great information and working so hard to keep us informed. Thank you. Thanks, Lydia. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. All right. Thanks, Lydia. As Moore mentioned earlier, the teacher as well as the actress have since been fired. The teacher claims it was simply a misunderstanding. It's the WABC Early News. Of the last of five criminal cases against disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is being shut down by a DA's office in upstate New York. Now, this involves an allegation of sexual harassment by accuser Virginia Lamiatis. Oswego DA Gregory Oaks told the New York Post Monday that while there's not sufficient legal basis to bring charges based on allegations of unwanted physical contact by Lamiatis, the decision, though, is not an exoneration. Cuomo, though, all along has maintained his innocence. I've never crossed the line with anyone, but I didn't realize the extent to which the line has been redrawn. Lamiatis accused Cuomo of touching her chest during a conversation event in Oswego County in May 
2017, I beg your pardon, during a conservation event in Oswego County. Now, the DA has worked special victims cases for over two decades, and he told the Post that he believes Lemietis's description of events was, in fact, true. Now, a scathing report by New York State Attorney General Letitia James concluded that Cuomo sexually harassed 11 women. Cuomo, of course, resigned in late August of 2021. Well, there's been another attack in the New York City subway system as top Democrats refuse to change bail reform laws. And the Manhattan DA is under fire for reductions in his office's handling of misdemeanor and felony crimes. In this latest incident, police say three men approached a 38-year-old man as he slept on a northbound Manhattan A train at 181st Street in Hudson Heights Sunday. One of the men struck the man with a metal pipe and he was robbed before the trio fled. The injured man was taken to Harlem Hospital, and the trio hasn't so far been caught. Now, hours earlier, another strap hanger was mugged in Upper Manhattan on the number one train at West 145th Street in the Broadway station in Hamilton Heights. That happened about 3 a.m. on Sunday. That man was punched in his face and robbed of money and a cell phone. The attackers, two men and a woman, fled that station and remain on the run. A man's also wanted by the NYPD following a shocking moment caught on video capturing him assaulting a small child as he carried that child into a Chinese restaurant near Times Square and then apparently told the teller to shut up. This incident took place on 7th Avenue in Manhattan on Sunday evening. So cops got a 911 call over that small child allegedly being assaulted by this man about 6.45 p.m. Both the child and adult were gone when the NYPD arrived. So the suspect described as a black man between 20 and 30 years of age, Mayor Eric Adams has vowed to combat violent crime in New York City. We will start by putting more officers on patrol in key neighborhoods throughout the city. We will enhance existing public safety units with new neighborhood safety teams, which will focus on gun violence. Crime in New York City is up nearly 39 percent compared to this time last year. Well, more on the mindset now of former Miss USA, Chesley Christ, who died by apparent suicide. The 30-year-old jumped from the 29th floor of her building, the Orion, on West 42nd Street Sunday. The attorney and TV host, in a haunting essay last March, wrote she was running out of time to matter. In 2019, she also said that she often spoke with a counselor to keep her mind healthy, but there was no indication that she was in any form of distress. Hey, y'all. I do a lot to make sure that I maintain my mental health. And the most important thing that I did is talk to a counselor. She's really easy to talk to. She gives me great strategies. And police sources tell the Daily Mail that she left a suicide note on her computer, but details have not been released. 77 WABC Time Check 527. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. Well, the George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnels are all still cleared and good to go. However, there's some stop-and-go traffic now on I-278 eastbound exit 28A, as well as Middlesex County on Route 1 on Edison. Over to Staten Island on the Verrazano Bridge for east and westbound, lower-level Brooklyn bound, all lanes are closed due to road construction. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to the fatal police shooting.
On Fifth Avenue, there is a wake for Officer Wilbert Mora at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Expect delays and closures around St. Patrick's between 1 to 8 p.m. For transit, the number one train between 215th Street and 137th Street City College is suspended. Emergency teams are responding to someone struck by the train at 191 Street. See a station, uh, see a station agent and receive a courtesy pass for nearby buses and A4 trains. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today for snow operations. Meter remains in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Increase in clouds today are highs 35 overnight. Mostly cloudy. Temperatures don't fall much. A low of 34. Mostly cloudy day tomorrow. A bit warmer. The high near 41. Right now, 21 degrees. Clear skies here in Manhattan. All right, 77 WABC time check at 529. Deb Valentine with your early news. We'll be back with more early news, sports, weather, traffic, and business right after the bottom of the hour. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC. All right. Welcome or welcome back to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your early news, along with sports, weather, traffic and business. Here's your top five at 530. It's the top five at 530. All right. The U.S. ready to target Russia with some big sanctions. It's all over the Ukraine crisis. President Biden Monday said illegal migrants don't come to America so they can be abandoned by a coyote in the desert. Support for New York City Mayor Eric Adams' anti-violence blueprint as a coalition of New York City business and civic leaders have signed onto an open letter in support. Whoopi Goldberg's trying to put a spin on her comments that sparked outrage after she said that the Holocaust was not about race. The Fraternal Order of Police calling out Jen Psaki after the White House press secretary said people concerned about soft on crime policies were living in an alternate universe. All right, the U.S. ready apparently to target members of Russian President Vladimir Putin's inner circle with sanctions. And that, of course, invades Ukraine. So the U.S. has said it has a list of people in Putin's inner circle. Reuters is reporting the potential sanctions would target Russians with strong financial ties to the West. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Our effort is to ensure we're informing the American public and the global community of the seriousness of this threat, even as we work with the Ukrainians, with the Europeans, to ensure we are not only preparing them and providing them supplies that they need, uh, but standing up and making clear to the Russians what the consequences will be. So in addition to targeting members of Putin's inner circle, the Wall Street Journal reporting the U.S. also looking at sanctioning Russian banks, government-backed companies, and the country's import sector. Russia, though, has denied reports of a planned invasion as Western hysteria. Under attack for unannounced ghost flights carrying illegal migrants in the dark of the night around the U.S., President Joe Biden addressed the highly controversial issue of illegal migrants on Monday. Now, also, part of this is that ICE told Fox News that illegal migrants with criminal records are part of those people being released into the U.S. Now, speaking to a meeting of the nation's governors yesterday, Biden said migrants don't come to America so they can be abandoned by a coyote in the desert. If we figure out why they're leaving in the first place, it's not like people sit around and say in uh, 
in Guadalajara. I got a great idea. Let's sell everything we have, give it to a coyote, take us across the border, leave us in the desert. The country doesn't want us. We don't speak the language. Won't that be fun? Vice President Harris also spoke, leaving the issue of immigration to Biden. And that's a big switch from Harris's disastrous role in 2021 when she closely identified with her role of focusing on the root causes of the border crisis. Harris instead addressing COVID-19, the climate crisis and cybersecurity. Harris also spoke about protecting voting rights. I believe that regardless of who we voted for in the last election, we all, as leaders of our nation, understand the importance of ensuring that all people who are eligible to vote have an ability and a meaningful ability to vote and access to the ballot. And when reporters asked the president about a timeline for vetting a Supreme Court nominee, reporters were told the event was over and where they were quickly ushered out of the room. Of course, 83-year-old Justice Stephen Breyer retiring and Biden has sparked controversy over his campaign promise to hire a black woman to the post. Republicans say they want the most qualified individual. Well, there is support for New York City Mayor Eric Adams' anti-gun violence plan. A big coalition of New York City business and civic leaders have signed onto an open letter, including real estate, finance, labor, and medical, philanthropic, and academic leaders in the city. Adams, during his Monday press conference, spoke about his meeting this Thursday with President Biden on strategies against gun violence, even calling himself the Biden of Brooklyn. This is a great city, and I'm the Biden of Brooklyn. And I love the fact that the president is coming here. I met with him uh, after the campaign and we spoke and we just connected. And Adams Monday met with DAs from the city's five boroughs, including controversial Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg over concerns about lenient prosecution policies. Five NYPD officers have been shot since Adams took office January 1 to fatally. Today, of course, the wake for fallen NYPD officer Wilbert Moore at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Now, part of Adams' blueprint includes an anti-gun unit, neighborhood safety teams in 30 crime-ridden areas with body cameras. Adams has also called on New York State lawmakers to allow judges to take dangerousness into account when setting bail or deciding to jail someone pending trial. Well, an apology from Whoopi Goldberg. The View co-host attempted to quiet outrage after she said that the Holocaust was not about race. The controversy erupted after Whoopi argued that the genocide was broader than race-based injustice while talking about a Tennessee school district's recent ban of the Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel Moose. The Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. It's, 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 no, it's about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about what race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. So Whoopi ended the turbulent comments as co-hosts talked over each other by turning to the camera and announcing a commercial break. Now, Goldberg has had a long history of controversy. She's defended people like Mel Gibson and Bill Cosby and picked fights with co-stars such as Megan McCain and guests such as Judge Janine Pirro. 77 WABC Time Check, 537. Time to head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. 
Thank you, Deb. Well, the George Washington Bridge, excuse me, Lincoln and Holland Tunnels are all still good and clear to go. Some stop-and-go traffic now on I-278 eastbound at exit 28A, as well as Middlesex County on Route 1 at Edison. An accident occurred at Southern Street Parkway westbound at Route 110, exit 32. The shoulder is blocked from there at East Farmingdale, so try to find an alternate route from there. Over to Staten Island, the Verrazano Bridge for east and westbound, lower-level Brooklyn bound. All lanes are closed due to road construction. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are closed due to the fatal police shooting. On 5th Avenue, there is a wake for Officer Wilbert Mora at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Expect delays and closures around St. Patrick's between 1 to 8 p.m. For transit, the number one train between 215th Street and 137th Street City College is suspended. Emergency teams are responding to someone struck by the train at 191 Street. See a station agent and receive a courtesy pass for nearby buses and A4 trains. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today for snow operations. Meter remains in effect. I'm Mark Garcia with traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. And taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Increase in clouds today, highs 35. The overnight low steady at 34 with mostly cloudy skies. Another mostly cloudy day tomorrow, but warmer, the high 41. Right now, 21 clear skies here in Manhattan. Well, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki under fire. The nation's largest police union, the National Fraternal Order of Police, FOP President Patrick Yost is calling out Saki for belittling Americans' concerns after Saki said media outlets who run segments on soft on crime policies are living in an alternate universe. The FOP president said, I think it's wrong, very wrong for Ms. Saki to suggest that violent crime in our country is of no concern or just to laugh it off. Here's what Saki said during a Save America podcast. On Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean, right? Um, so there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. Saki laughed off concerns despite the following statistics. A 510% nationwide spike in things like carjackings over the last year. 28 police officers shot nationwide in January alone. Widespread criticism of Democratic DAs, including New York City DA Alvin Bragg's lax crime policies. 77 WABC time check 539. Well, there could be a shakeup in the Biden administration. The Biden administration under fire for its handling of the COVID-19 crisis may be trying to pin the blame on HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra. The Washington Post reported Monday that the administration is frustrated with the HHS secretary over his handling of the viral pandemic, especially Omicron. The Post reported the White House has even discussed replacing Becerra, who is rarely seen or heard from. Batira is Becerra making a rare public appearance back in September. None of us here probably would enter a car and start driving without buckling up. Fifty years ago, some people protested using seatbelts. Today we don't. We know how safe and effective they are. Same thing with vaccines, same thing with masks, same thing with social distancing, same thing with better ventilation, same thing with better hygiene. We know what works. It's common sense. And Chief uh, White House Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky, and White House COVID-19 Response Coordinator Jeffrey Zients has been the faces instead of the administration's COVID response. 
Well, California's governor was caught maskless at the San Francisco 49ers L.A. Rams NFC Championship game at SoFi Stadium on Sunday in defiance of local and stadium rules regarding COVID. Newsom was maskless when he posed for a photo with former L.A. Lakers star Magic Johnson on Sunday inside of a suite at SoFi, but he has since apologized. I was trying to be gracious and I made a mistake, you know, I mean, I was trying to be gracious and took the mask off for a brief second. But uh, no, I encourage people to continue to wear them. All right, Gavin Newsom there. Newsom wasn't the only one maskless. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti and San Francisco Mayor London Breed were also spotted in the suite without masks. L.A. County currently has a mask mandate in place for outdoor mega events that host more than 5,000 people. So that means those attending the big game, 56, at SoFi on February 13th will have to mask up. Well, a Georgia DA is asking the FBI for help following remarks from former President Donald Trump. Fulton County DA Fannie Williams is investigating whether or not Trump broke the law by pressuring Georgia officials to overturn the 2020 election results. At Trump's Save America rally down in Texas over the weekend, he rallied against the vicious, horrible people investigating his actions. Trump called for boycotts if he were to be mistreated in any way. If these radical, vicious, racist prosecutors do anything wrong or illegal, I hope we are going to have in this country the biggest protest we have ever had in Washington, D.C., in New York, in Atlanta and elsewhere, because our country and our elections are corrupt. And the Fulton County DA's request includes assistance from intelligence and federal agents, as well as a risk assessment of the Fulton County Courthouse and Government Center. For the second time this month, six historically black universities across the United States were hit with bomb threats on Monday. These threats forcing many of them to lock down campuses and order students to shelter in their dormitories. The FBI said the threats were made at schools in Georgia, Louisiana, Maryland, Florida, Delaware, and Washington, D.C. Now, the first threats were made back on January 5th, and so far, nobody's claimed responsibility. There have been no arrests. The FBI continues to investigate. Well, as Black Lives Matter protests raged back in the summer of 2020, a new report finds that city officials in Seattle, Washington, seriously considered the idea of handing over the police department's East Precinct to the local chapter of BLM. Now, documents obtained by the Seattle Times showed that Calvin Goings, director of the Department of Finance and Administration Services, sent three memos and even a draft resolution to Mayor Jenny Durkin about abandoning that precinct. Durkin, in the past, though, has advocated for police officers. When city leaders talk about cutting a department by 50 percent, you will lose employees. Families need security. Workers, even police officers, need working conditions that support them. We cannot just cut. We need a plan. All right, Mayor Durkin there. The Times reported that Durkin's administration has downplayed the idea that they were behind the idea of a transfer. Now, police did abandon the precinct back on June 8th of 2020 during the Capitol Hill organized protest or CHOP that you heard so much about. But the proposed transfer of that precinct to Black Lives Matter actually never took place. Police ended up reoccupying the precinct by July 1 of 2020 following several shootings out there. 
All right, 77 WABC Time Check coming up on 545. And Justin Ellis is at the sports desk. Hello, Justin. I am indeed at the sports desk. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with your early news sports update. Just a pair of local games last night. Let's begin at the Garden where the Knicks welcomed in the Sacramento Kings. Alec Burks had 21 points off the bench for the Knicks. And Evan Fournier also poured in 21 as the Orange and Blue pounded the Kings 116-96. to the, uh, the Knicks snap a three-game losing streak to get back on track before the Memphis Grizzlies come to town tomorrow night. The Nets were off but have the Suns in Phoenix tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Over to the ice now where the Devils took on the Maple Leafs up north in Toronto. Not much goaltending to speak of in this one as Austin Matthews registered a hat trick for the Leafs among four third-period goals for the home team. Up 4-2 four to, four to two heading into the final frame. Jersey completely fell off the wagon and head home with a 6-4 to four loss. They'll get another crack at the Maple Leafs tonight in Newark at 7 p.m. Eastern time. As for the rest of the local hockey squads, the Rangers have the Florida Panthers at MSG tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, and the Islanders will host the Ottawa Senators a half an hour later at 7.30. Developing news out of the NFL as Tom Brady has broken his silence regarding reports that he is retiring. The 44-year-old quarterback said on his podcast that he's still going through the process and hasn't decided when to announce his plans on whether to play or retire. Sounds like we all may have jumped the gun a little bit on that one. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin, and let's head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. The George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnels are all still cleared and good to go. However, there's some stop-and-go traffic now on I-278 eastbound at exit 28A, also at Middlesex County on Route 1 at Edison. An accident occurred just now at Southern Street Parkway westbound at exit 32 on East Farmingdale. Over to Staten Island on the Verrazano Bridge for east and westbound, lower-level Brooklyn-bound, all lanes are closed due to road construction. As a reminder, both east and westbound, west 135th Street, 7th and 5th, 5th Avenue are all closed due to the fatal police shooting that happened last month. On 5th Avenue, there is a wake for Officer Wilbert Mora at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Expect delays and closures around St. Patrick's between 1 to 8 p.m. For transit, the number one train between 215th Street and 137th Street City College is suspended. Emergency teams are responding to someone someone struck by the train at 191th Street. See a station agent and receive a courtesy pass for nearby buses and a four trains. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today for snow operations. Meter remains in effect. I'm Mark Garcia with traffic report on sevens for the. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm Mark Garcia with traffic on the sevens for 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Mike. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center: increasing clouds today. Our highs 35 overnight. The temperature remains steady around 34. Another mostly cloudy day tomorrow, but warmer. The high 41 right now, 21 degrees, and mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. This is the first trading day of the month of February as Wall Street finished Monday with stocks higher to close out the month of January. Still, the S&P 500 saw its worst month since March of 2020 and its worst January since 2009. The Nasdaq suffered through its worst month since the start of the pandemic. At yesterday's closing bell, the Dow gained 406 points, the S&P 500 jumped 84 points, and the Nasdaq rose by 469 
points. White House economic officials are engaging in early damage control ahead of the release of a January jobs report that's expected to show muted hiring growth due to the Omicron variant. The Labor Department's monthly report is based on responses to a survey of weekly payrolls, which generally includes the 12th day of each month. In January, the week of the 12th coincided with an ongoing surge in COVID infections as the Omicron variant spread across the country. So as a result, the January report will not include hourly workers who are out sick, on leave or otherwise out of work during the week the survey was conducted. Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostic has warned the Federal Reserve could implement a sharper interest rate hike than expected in the coming months if inflation continues running hot. The Fed is set to raise rates for the first time in more than three years as it aims to curb inflation. Some prognosticators, including analysts at Goldman Sachs, are predicting four or more rate hikes for the year. Amazon.com founder Jeff Bezos's name will be displayed on a new building at the National Air and Space Museum and in several additional places throughout the Smithsonian Institute for at least 50 years in exchange for his $200 million donation. Bezos's naming rights were subject to approval by the Smithsonian Board of Regents, according to a gift agreement signed by Bezos. The $200 million pledge would be void if the Regents didn't approve the naming scheme. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The WABC Early News. All right, Deborah Valentine with your early news. Well, the last of five criminal cases against disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. It is being shut down by a DA's office in upstate New York. Now, it involved an allegation of sexual harassment by accuser Virginia Lamiatis. Oswego GA Gregory Oaks told the New York Post yesterday that while there is not sufficient legal basis to bring charges against Cuomo based on allegations of unwanted physical contact by Lamiatis, the decision is not an exoneration. But Cuomo still has maintained his innocence. I've never crossed the line with anyone, but I didn't realize the extent to which the line has been redrawn. Lamiatis accused Cuomo of touching her chest during a conservation event in Oswego County back in May of 2017. The DA has worked with special victims cases for over two decades, and he told the Post that he believes Lamiatis's description of events was, in fact, real. A scathing report by New York State Attorney General Letitia James concluded that Cuomo sexually harassed 11 women. Cuomo, of course, resigned in late August of 2021. There's been another attack in the New York City subway system as top Democrats refuse changes to bail reform. And Manhattan's DA is under fire for reductions in his office's handling of misdemeanor and felony crimes. Now, in this latest incident, police say three men approached a 38-year-old man as he slept on a northbound Manhattan A train. This happened at 181st Street in Hudson Heights on Sunday. Now, one of the men struck the man with a metal pipe as he was robbed before the trio ended up fleeing. The injured man was taken to Harlem Hospital. The trio so far hasn't been caught. And hours earlier, another strap hanger was mugged in Upper Manhattan on the number one train at the West 145th Street Broadway station up in Hamilton Heights about 3 a.m. on Sunday. That man was punched in his face and robbed of money and a cell phone. The attackers, described as two men and a woman, fled and remain on the run as of this morning. Well, a man is wanted by the NYPD following a shocking moment caught on video, which captured him allegedly assaulting a small child 
as he carried the child into a Chinese restaurant near Times Square and then apparently told the toddler to shut up. The incident took place on 7th Avenue in Manhattan Sunday evening. So police ended up getting a 911 call over a small child being assaulted by a man around 6.45 p.m., but both a child and adult were gone when the NYPD arrived. So the suspect is described as a black man between 20 and 30 years of age. City Mayor Eric Adams has vowed to combat violence and violent crime throughout the city. We will start by putting more officers on patrol in key neighborhoods throughout the city. We will enhance existing public safety units with new neighborhood safety teams, which will focus on gun violence. Crime in New York City up nearly 39 percent compared to this time last year. Now, according to these latest crime numbers from the NYPD, robberies are up 33 percent. Shootings are up just over 22 percent. A little bit more on the mindset of former Miss USA Chelsea Kirst, who died by apparent suicide. The 30-year-old jumped from the 29th floor of her building, the Orion on West 42nd Street on Sunday. The attorney and TV host, in a haunting essay last March, wrote, she was running out of time to matter. Back in 2019, she also said she often spoke with a counselor to keep her mind healthy, but there was no indication that she was in any form of distress. Hey, y'all. I do a lot to make sure that I maintain my mental health. And the most important thing that I did is talk to a counselor. She's really easy to talk to. She gives me great strategies. And police sources tell the DailyMail.com that she left a suicide note on her personal computer. But those details have not been released. And back in March of last year, Chris also wrote about being trolled online and how winning Miss USA at the age of 28 made her a target for ageist bullies. Political observers say Democrats in New York have redrawn a key congressional district to give former Congressman Max Rose a big advantage in his bid to reclaim the seat from Republican incumbent Representative Nicole Maliotakis. Maliotakis and fellow Republicans charged the fixes in after a bipartisan panel all but ensured to be at loggerheads, failed to come up with a compromise, leaving the redrawing of districts in the hands of the majority Democrats. New York Post columnist Bernadette Hogan says everyone saw this coming. We knew that this would trend more Democratic this time around, regardless of the Independent Redistricting Commission, which was supposed to have set up a more bipartisan formula here. We knew that to the victor goes the spoils in this scenario. So this move has left the Maliotakis camp crying foul, and independent experts and even Democrats agree that the lines were drawn for maximum partisan advantage. Well, critics say Manhattan's elite collegiate school set up a special task force and spent three years debating its Dutchman mascot and motto, then issued a 400-page report. That's a lesson in wokeness run amok. The Herculean effort at PC reform led the $60,000 a year Upper West Side School to not only drastically alter its winking, playful mascot image, but also toss God from its motto and even A.D. from its seal, considering both potentially offensive. So this K-12 through school, which counts John F. Kennedy Jr. and David Chavney as former students, began probing its history and symbols back in 2019. The 394-year-old institution tapped a 17-person task force to update its brand to help combat with collegiate, the institutional, and other racism that pervades so much of our society, unquote. The school also completely refashioned its longtime mascot, the Dutchman, 
after debate over potential feelings of exclusion and excessive Eurocentrism involving it. Well, thousands of passengers are suffering from the fallout from the weekend nor'easter, which stranded many of them at JFK Airport. After preemptively canceling most flights on Saturday because of snow, JetBlue has struggled to get JFK passengers where they need to go. Stephen Obata told ABC7 about his experience. The flight was supposed to be at noon. They, like, at 11.55. And then every hour they just kept delaying it. I can count the emails. I think it's about six or seven delays. And for its part, JetBlue is apologizing, saying they faced a number of conditions that have slowed their operations down. And sources say that JetBlue faced a staffing shortage of gate and ground support workers forcing long waits to get planes to gates. And uh, it is unclear just what caused that shortage, though. All right, 77 WABC Time Check 557. Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk. Thank you, Deb. At the George Washington Bridge, Lincoln and Holland Tunnels, they're all still good and clear to go. However, there's some stop-and-go traffic now on I-278 eastbound and exit 28A, as well as Middlesex County on Route 1 at Edison. At the FDR uh, Drive southbound between 79th Street and 71st Street, which is exit 13, there's also some stop-and-go traffic, as well as the Harlem River Drive. On exit 19 and exit 18, so um, ensure that you travel around with that. An accident occurred at Southern uh, Street Parkway westbound at exit 32 and East Farmingdale. Over to Staten Island on the Verrazano Bridge for east and westbound lower level Brooklyn bound. All lanes are closed due to road construction. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are closed due to the fatal police shooting. On 5th Avenue, there is a wake for Officer Wilbert Mora at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Expect delays and closures around St. Patrick's between 1 to 8 p.m. For transit, the number one train between 215th Street and 137th Street uh, at City College are now running, but now are running with delays. The emergency teams are responding to someone struck by it. Safe to say this person is okay. Also, side parking rules are suspended today for snow operations. Meter remains in effect. I'm Mike Garcia with traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Today, increasing clouds are highs 35. The wind chill will make it feel between 15 and 25. Overnight, mostly cloudy skies, a steady temperature around 34, and a mostly cloudy day on Wednesday with a high, a bit warmer, near 41. Right now, we have a reading of 22 degrees and mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock. A planned SpaceX flight, Falcon 9 rocket launch from Cape Canaveral down in Florida, abandoned Sunday night with just seconds to go before liftoff. The plug was pulled. With Mission Control's launch director calling out, hold, 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 over the radio after a cruise ship sailed into the hazard area off the Florida coast with less than 35 seconds to run on the countdown clock. It's launch director calling a hold. We have a red range for a fouled range with a ship in the hazard area. All right. The launch was rescheduled and took place last night. All right. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. And thanks to... Mike Garcia for traffic and Justin Ellick with sports and Frank Morano with business. And, of course, we're working our way to Bernie and Sid in the morning coming up at 6. Stay with us right here on 77 WABC.